Widespread power cuts cause significant disruption across South Africa. Load shedding presents potentially the most significant challenge to stability and security in South Africa at the moment. These are the primary drivers for protests and criminal activity in South Africa. Hours without electricity every day. Coming up, the impact on business, security and daily life and what you need to do to keep operations in South Africa running and keep them safe. Cybersecurity risks are concerned. Systems may be you know, left vulnerable to cyber attacks, particularly during you know, a power outage. South Africa's Power Crisis, a new podcast from International SOS. Hello, I'm Paul Osborne. South Africa's creaking power system is facing some significant challenges, a problem that started with economic expansion close to three decades ago, but has got dramatically worse in recent years. Now, millions of people face lengthy scheduled power outages, impacting a host of essential services and creating serious security issues in a country already struggling with violent crime. South Africa is in the throes of an electricity crisis. And with some of the worst inner-city crime rates in the world, the lack of light is lethal. A record number of assault cases have been reported to the police. And in the worst year of blackout so far, the dark corners have become a cover for criminals. Reporting from Sky News in the UK. It's called load shedding, planned power outages to prevent the complete failure of the grid. First implemented in 2007, it's been used with increasing frequency and it's now a near-daily experience. Facing growing public unrest, South Africa's President Cyril Ramaphosa promised government action. The National Disaster Management Centre has consequently classified the energy crisis and its impact as a disaster. We are therefore declaring a national state of disaster to respond to the electricity crisis and its effect. That measure has since been withdrawn, but South Africa's state-owned energy company, ESCOM, has warned it can only supply around half the power needed this year. To learn more about the problems, I've been speaking with Salome Odiambo, lead security analyst for East and Southern Africa at International SOS, and to senior security specialist Anelisiwe Hato. Both have recently been in South Africa to get the latest intelligence on the ground, and Salome explained that while load shedding has been happening more and more in recent years, the roots of this crisis go back a long way. The true starting point for the story is really in 1994, when ESCOM undertook a massive electrification program to bring electricity to homes in areas that had not previously had it under the former regime. At that point, around 50% of households nationwide had access to electricity, and ESCOM was effectively looking to double that. But various factors got in the way of this plan, with the overarching themes being a high number of breakdowns at power stations and an overall reduction in ESCOM's generating capacity. And instead, South Africa found itself in a situation where demand was outpacing supply, And the challenge here is that this could have put so much strain on the electricity grid that it collapsed. And so to prevent this, ESCOM began implementing load shedding. But 
rather than alleviating the situation and allowing the power grid the necessary respite to then come back and fulfill the demand, what we've seen is that load shedding has worsened. So as you mentioned there, the the roots of this go back a, a very long way and load shedding itself more than 15 years. That being the case, there must surely have been opportunities in the past to make the electricity supply more secure, to improve the situation that must have been missed. Yes, they certainly have been. Most recently, as part of plans to end load shedding in the coming year, President Sol Ramaphosa appointed a Minister of Electricity to oversee the implementation of the load shedding strategy. The National Treasury also announced that it would relieve around half of ESCOM's debt to allow it then the capacity to address load shedding. We've also seen the construction of two new power plants. To add to this, ESCOM has previously announced plans to purchase electricity from neighbouring countries and companies that generate electricity. And there have been various initiatives to upskill workers, as well as address the allegations of corruption and sabotage at ESCOM. But unfortunately, these efforts haven't produced the intended results. Indeed, the incidence of load shedding is increasing. 2022 saw twice as much as any previous year. Give us a a sense of how frequent these power cuts are now for many people in South Africa. The short answer is very. Last year, as you've said, load shedding happened on record-breaking levels. We saw that it occurred on 200 days out of the calendar year, and the total numbers of load shedding that happened in South Africa equated to around 81 days of no electricity. And as I said, that was a new record. This year, load shedding is expected to exceed that 2022 record and happen on 250 days of the calendar year. And so far, what we've seen since January is that load shedding has happened on nearly every day, which is unprecedented in itself. We're also seeing higher stages of load shedding being implemented. So ESCOM has a stage system which determines how long a select area will be impacted by power cuts. And prior to 2018, the highest level of load shedding implemented had been level three of the eight-tiered scale. Whereas nowadays, level four and five are increasingly the norm, meaning that outages can last up to four hours at a time. Well, let me bring Annalise in here because I'd like to learn a little more about the situation at the moment, just in terms of how much notice are people getting of these outages? They are planned. So do people have time to prepare? And also what steps are being taken to protect really vital infrastructure that could be at risk or could create a danger without power? You know, Paul, as has been mentioned throughout this discussion, the impact of load shedding on organizations, businesses can be quite significant. In order to protect vital infrastructure, ESCOM has implemented measures such as, you know, load shedding schedules, as you've mentioned, to sort of prioritize essential services, including airports, hospitals, you know, healthcare facilities and and other emergency services. The government does try not to implement load shedding and outages on critical infrastructure, uh, you know, such as airports and hospitals, just given the potential impacts of disruption to their electricity supply. You've both been in South Africa recently to find out what the situation is on the ground. So you had some experience of what it's like to actually have to deal with all of these problems. Absolutely. For one, as you said, it's incredibly disruptive. I was recently in South Africa throughout most of March. And whilst I was there, there were only two days where we didn't experience load shedding in my area. And 
On many of those days, we had load shedding at some of the most inconvenient times. So those being the 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. slot or the 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. slot. And they're inconvenient because these are the times when you're either getting ready for and traveling to work or returning from work and having your family time. This then means that you're either getting ready in the dark, stuck in longer traffic jams, coming home and either unable to cook dinner or having dinner in the dark. But I was able to navigate this by checking the load shedding tracking apps daily, planning my day around the outages. And this could have meant anything from leaving for work a little bit earlier or later, ensuring that my phone and laptop were charged in advance. And so, yes, very disruptive, but there were certainly ways that you could navigate the situation to make it less so. So in terms of the wider impact that these power outages are having, we heard in that news report that in some cases it's led to an increase in crime. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. You know, the the ongoing energy crisis and, and frequent load shedding in South Africa poses significant security risks to businesses, to organizations and their workforce operating in, in South Africa. In terms of crime, a fair assessment is that theft and vandalism will continue being the primary forms of crime that we see given that businesses and homes may be left unsecured and vulnerable. Obviously, there are other security risks that organizations need to take into account. Business and logistical disruption, particularly disruption to supply chains and delays in the delivery of services. Cybersecurity risks are a concern. Systems may be left vulnerable to cyber attacks, particularly during a power outage. Social unrest is definitely a primary concern. Public frustration over low shedding has driven the already high potential for protest activity across the country. Just lastly, there's also, you know, the the risk of, of loss of critical security systems. Critical systems do shut down during power outages. And these include, you know, alarm systems, CCTV systems and, and access control systems, which ultimately can leave organizations, businesses, even private residences, you know, really vulnerable to security breaches. You mentioned there are a lot of the knock-on effects from these power outages, and presumably that informs, influences the specific advice for people and for businesses that are operating in South Africa. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it does remain imperative that, you know, security managers ensure that their organizations and their workforce in country are really well prepared to sort of absorb the consequences and, and ramifications caused by the energy crisis. So, from a security perspective, looking to install backup power solutions such as generators and uninterruptible power supply systems, undoubtedly this will reduce sort of the, the risk of security breaches. In addition to that, looking to implement security protocols for power outages. And just lastly on that note, it remains important to sort of engage with security experts. Let me bring so let me back in here because we've we've talked about the situation at the moment and what people should be doing to get through the current situation, are there those specific triggers that people should also be watching out for in the weeks and months ahead that could be a sign that the situation is getting worse? Yes, there are. A deterioration of the situation encompasses not only an increase in the frequency and duration of load shedding, but a worst-case scenario in which load shedding ultimately fails to achieve its objective of preventing a total collapse of the grid, and we see an enduring nationwide blackout and catastrophic disruption to all systems linked to the electricity grid. Now, this is a low likelihood event, and to keep it that way, if ESCOM's challenges with managing electricity provision grow, 
we're likely to see the power utility increasingly implement load shedding and potentially implement additional levels of load shedding. This would be the first triggers to monitor. Other triggers include increased crime reported during outages, an increase in the frequency and scale of related protests, or even just worsened knock-on effects to the different industries affected by load shedding, such as agriculture, mining, and the like. Just lastly, Salami, South Africa is due to stage elections next year, so presumably there is a very strong political imperative to try to get the situation under control before that. Absolutely right. I mean, load shedding presents potentially the most significant challenge to stability and security in South Africa at the moment. It's contributed to a weakened economy due to the disruption it poses to mining, agriculture and other key industries. This has then contributed to high rates of unemployment, poverty and inequality. And these are the primary drivers for protests and criminal activity in South Africa. These issues are some of the key criticisms that the government has faced over the years and that have contributed to a decline in its popularity at each vote. So motivation to address load shedding should be high, and government rhetoric and recent actions certainly suggest this. But at the same time, the challenges that have contributed to load shedding, especially that of the allegations of corruption, risk undermining all of this. Salome Oriambo, lead security analyst for East and Southern Africa at International SOS and senior security specialist Analyst Siwe Hat. Don't forget you can get the latest information and updates on the situation in South Africa from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out more about our global network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.